Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's the return of Wedgie, but unfortunately, we're not getting Wedgie versus Veggie, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Thank you so much for tuning into the PHNX Coyotes podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan, Steve Peters. How are you guys doing on this fine Wednesday? Yes, you have that Peter yeah, we came to practice today. I was at practice today. How about that? The problem with going to practice is like you want to watch the practice, but there are a couple of issues. One, it's cold. I don't know if you know that it's cold in a hockey rink. What? Surprising with all that ice, hmm. that it's cold and it's less entertaining than you might think because you are cold. And then I happen to know a few people that work there. So <laughs> I end up getting you getting sidetracked by talking to people. Oh, no. you should see all the hugs and oh, no. How about me trying to get to the press box with him at mullet night one could make it more than five feet. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was good to see the guys on the ice. And I know they're just getting prepped before they head out on the road after the Dallas game. So this is their last full practice. So it was a pretty good tempo and I thought they looked good and, and uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yep. We got the last game of this four game homestand coming up tomorrow on Thursday against the Dallas stars who are surprising a lot of people. They've been playing really well so far and you know, it's good timing that we got to catch up with Scott Wedgwood today because uh, it looks like he'll most likely be starting tomorrow. He won his first game of the season this week and he might be in net for a little bit with Ottinger out for now with an injury. So could be a really great opportunity for Scott Wedgwood to step it up. Yeah, he's uh, he had a really good first game this season against the Maple Leafs, uh, and and then he had uh, a couple games. One game where he was okay, one game where he really struggled against the Rangers. So it was nice to see him get his first win. Um, obviously, a, a popular player here. Um, like honestly, other than the one game, he's actually played pretty well this season. But more importantly, and we'll get into this with Scott, he's got a two-year contract with Dallas. This is what he's been searching for his whole career. He's been bouncing around the minor leagues never having a permanent address, never really having uh, assurances that he's going to be in one place or another. So to have a two-year contract as Jake Ottinger's backup with a good team, it's a really good situation for him. Absolutely. So um, it's going to be a good one tomorrow. 
uh, with Dallas. It's going to be a challenge for the Coyotes, but you know we saw them take down Florida last night, so we'll see what happens. But if you want to make it a little bit more exciting for yourself watching the game tomorrow night, you can partake in some daily fantasy, if you will. You can do higher or lowers in the Pick'em game on Underdog Fantasy. Um, I'm sure there'll be a line for Scott Wedgwood and a line for Connor Ingram. You can do higher or lower in saves made. Um, so if you want to get in on the action, download Underdog Fantasy. You, if you sign up using the promo code PHNX, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX, and get in on the action today. I promise you it's super fun, super easy to use. You can uh, do it for hockey, but you can also do it. The World Series is going on, NBA, NFL any of it you just select whatever sport you want to look at and uh, take it away it's super simple and easy to use and also before you head to the game tomorrow it's since it's the last home game for over a month here i would recommend going to four peaks before because it's so close you can walk we there were a ton of people we met last week who parked at four peaks and walked to mullet because it's that close so enjoy a drink before the game and walk because drink responsibly. Um, and we're actually teaming up with Four Peaks to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. You can enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check the link in our show notes to register for free. You must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. All right, well, what do you say we send it over to our interview with Scott Wedgwood? We are super excited to be joined today by former Arizona Coyotes goalie and current Dallas Stars goalie who is in town to play the Arizona Coyotes this week, Scott Wedgwood. Scott, thank you so much for joining the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Welcome back. Yeah, I know, right? It's been good to be back. Good to see you guys. Wedgie, thanks for doing this. Uh, and I, I gotta, There's a lot of ground to cover here with you because a lot has happened in your life since uh, you were here. Um, so I want to ask you, first of all, about Texas, which can be an acquired taste. Um, what have you discovered about life in Dallas? Where are you live in? Have you been to Coyote, uh, Cowboys games, I should say? Have you tried the barbecue? Yes, no, and yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it's been good. Honestly, um, I think for whatever reason, I've been you know fortunate enough wherever I've gone, kind of run into good people. Um, you know, Same story when I was here and now, obviously, in Dallas, it's it's been a good vibe for Brett and I, I think anywhere we've gone, we kind of found, you know, a, a good group to kind of communicate with. We've got friends that have actually moved to Dallas from outside of the hockey world. That has been uh, nice on off days to kind of get away from the, the mix of it all and kind of separate. And then uh, actually renting uh, Blake Coleman's house. Um, he, uh, he and I played together probably four or five years through Jersey and then won the cup together in Tampa. And uh, they built themselves a home up in, uh, up in by the practice rink in Frisco and, kind of just worked Britt and I weren't sure what we wanted to do live by kind of thing and sent him a message and I'm like hey I know what's new are you interested and it kind of worked for him um so I mean we got a great spot there with what they did it's an amazing home and then uh the food's been great honestly I haven't really had a bad meal that we've got anywhere lunch breakfast dinner um I haven't hit all the number one barbecue joints yet but um the stuff that I have had is uh is, is no joke have you been to Lockhart's no I haven't Oh, Lockhart Smokehouse, buddy. So I walked into this place. I was covering ASU and Notre Dame at uh, at Jerry World. And we, we went to Lockhart's because somebody gave us a wreck. And the guy that's like, it felt like he was 100 yards back from the counter. that was just li literally carving giant sides of meat. Really? Look at you go like, how much you want? And this guy has like this, this ZZ Top beard 
and he has a beard net to cover it so it doesn't get in your food. Oh, it's geez. usually just like sawing off pieces of meat, but it is so good. Yeah, we had, uh, we had friends coming to town. I guess on Netflix's um, one show, I forget what it's called, there's like a 80, 80 or 90 year old lady out in Waco that does like a, a smokehouse thing. She's been running for a decade times six. And, um, <laughs> apparently like they wanted to go out there they didn't end up going but it's only like two and a half hours away so that's also on the list before we get out of town at some point nice so i had actually had earlier today i spoke to chris canali oh nice your former goalie coach he's he's uh tj semptenfelter's goalie coach who's playing at asu right now oh wow and he asked me if i happened to know uh another one of his former you know pupils uh scott wedgwood i'm like yeah we're having him on the podcast today <laughs> So it's like, oh, I, I got to give you a couple pieces of intel on him. First of all, I understand you're a bit of a pool shark. Uh, I mean, I can play. I don't know if I consider myself a pool shark. Okay, so but better than Chris. Well, he's got one in his house, if I remember correctly. And I stayed with him. I forget what the reason was, but I ended up staying in uh, his son's room. His son was out of town or something. He had like bunk beds. I took one of the other bunk beds. And uh, at this point in my life, I was scared of dogs a little bit still. I didn't really trust them. And um, middle of the night, it's like 2 a.m. And his dog, I guess, knew how to open doors and <laughs> just jumps up, opens the door. The door opens, shadow of a dog comes in from the hallway light. And I'm like kind of nervous. And um, dog just laid down or whatever. I told Chris the morning, he goes, yeah, he said he'll do that. He'll like protect the kid. But the kid wasn't there. And he, I guess he was just protecting me or whatever. But like for <laughs> from 2 to 2.30 when this dog was just laying there, I'm like, I'm dead. This thing's going to eat me. It was a family. Like, I don't even know what he had. Been, like a golden retriever <laughs> or something. But, uh, but no, I he, uh, he was actually invited to my wedding this past summer too, and was unfortunately couldn't make it, make it up there. But uh, no, he's he's amazing guy. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, we'll get to that wedding in a minute. One more thing, I noticed here you're sporting quite a bit of facial hair, so I had to ask you about Chris Lamorello and the uh, the rule that was in place with the Devils organization. Yeah, they. Um, I mean, I don't. I think it was Chris and his dad. You know, Lou. It was one of the things when we got drafted. It was you know no real long hair and no. Uh, no beards. And, um, I don't, I can't remember correctly if it was what military school that Lou went to, but, um, at some point in his collegiate time, he went through a school that, you know, was pretty strict in timing and stuff like that. And he ran the team that way. It was, you know, even for players, you couldn't Jersey tuck, you couldn't wear like long skate laces out of your pants that some guys would do. It was the sock was, you know, red with black, uh, and white stripes on the sock. You could use red clear tape around the red spots and black around the black spots or only clear, but you can't cross in the front. There's a lot of like, just like, you know, as a team, as you as we were a team, you can't do things on your own. Like you can be, you know, an individual in your skill set, but as a team, we're going to look the same always on the road. Like we never had, you know, the casual days that Arizona had, that would never be a thing. Um, I remember a couple of guys got called up one time and they got out of a car after just like getting a car service from Albany up and they were just in like regular street clothes. And he was like, this is a national hockey league. Where's your polos and stuff. And as soon as we heard that down below, like no one ever got called up again without, you know, business casual for sure. But uh, yeah, you respect it. And he's been one of the you know greatest GMs and having guys backs too. I think that was one thing that I really appreciated from you can go up to him with any problem in your life. And Chris or Lou would, would have your back. And, you know, as long as you didn't do anything that was, you know, out of their view of, what was right and wrong, but uh, they've been big supporters of their own players. And, you know, I think that goes a long way too with, with how they ran their ship. I got a question for you on the beard. I'm sorry. I'm going to follow up a beard question. Yeah. And Craig and I clearly not at this level wedgie, but Craig and I both tended the net a long time ago. Isn't that itchy underneath your lid? Like, isn't that scratch and bother you? I see some of these long beards. I don't know how it gets in the, how guys play with that. I don't wear a chin cup. You don't? 
No, it's called the chin sling. It was a thing I got from uh, who had it. I forget who I ran into. I think I don't know if it was Scott Clemenson when he came down with me. But um, so there's like two versions you have. You always have the chin cup that just sits on you. And yeah. I always had it where it was like super tight and I couldn't really like talk and yeah. stuff. And it's just a secondary, like almost same as the patty and the mask, but it just slings the whole thing and doesn't allow it to come down. Um, so my chin's actually like free. Um, but I mean, there's still guys that wear the chin cup with it, but yeah, no, that was never, never fun. I mean, the yeah, worst, I not comfortable. I'd get like the red bumps and then you sweat the next day in the neck guard. I used to put different material in my neck guard because it used to just like every, you had to shave every day. And I was, I don't know. Yeah. Well, in Jersey, you had to shave and then you got the, the, you get the red bumps and you get just a big, see, these are the problems we find out at PHNX where we find <laughs> out about the, the difficulties of wearing a mask with a beard or shaving every day. Yeah, there you go. This is next level content right here. <laughs> so this, the story when you were here, Scott, was your search for stability after a somewhat nomadic career. So let's hear about a really cool offseason for you. Um, not only did you sign a two-year contract extension in June with the Dallas Stars, you got married. That was quite a summer for you. Yeah, it was, you know, it was obviously, um, I think, for us, like as a you know a family couple, um, and we only got two dogs, but we can call ourselves a family. But um, you know we've been bounced around, and you guys know the story. You know three teams last year, um, five teams in two and a half, three years there with the trades and signings and things like that. It just was one of the you know, only kind of real criteria that kind of came into you know discussions with Dallas was was like I would just like you know multiple years, and then it got to the point where it's like you know how long do you go without betting on yourself to potentially do better kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, the two years was huge. I think, um, just kind of let you get at ease. It was the first time I ever showed up to a camp with an address, you know, instead of just going to camp and be in the team hotel and wait until they give you a housing letter and you got to find a spot. And I mean, even two years ago with Corey Crawford retiring that year, I wasn't anticipating being there kind of thing. Right. So, um, it was obviously your goal at all the time, but it was just a matter of, you know, having that kind of the paper and the contract behind it was, uh, was a big, you know, plus and kind of a little bit of an ease on the mind. And then obviously, yeah, we've been married on paper since March of 2020 and COVID shut that down and things yeah. like that. So we were able to get, you know, the whole family together. We had a, like 175 guests and family I hadn't seen in a long time. And, you know, Brit's family, I didn't, like either one of us haven't met certain cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff. So it, uh, it was a quick day, but it was it was obviously nice to kind of get you know a lot of faces to names and, and see people you haven't seen in a long time. Where was the wedding? Uh, it's called Alora, Ontario. It's between like Guelph and Kitchener. It's like an old mill they turned or an old uh, gorge that they turned into like a mill and spot. It's a nice spot. A few other guys are getting married there over the next couple of years in the league, and just one of those spots a little bit outside of the GTA that's not uh, not downtown and everything pretty central to most people's relatives and stuff. It's a good spot. So how are uh, Captain and Bucky adjusting to that? <laughs> Did you look that up? <laughs> I had to go back in the story. I, I knew I wrote it up, but I yeah, I honestly did not remember your dog's names off the top yeah, of my head. No, uh, they're good. I mean, last year, uh, Britt and her father drove them from Michigan to Arizona, then Arizona, she drove them Arizona to Dallas, and then I drove them home, and she had a, a girl's trip, so she got out of the last leg of it. But um, yeah, we drove them down again, and um, Blake's house is a you know a good backyard space, and areas for them to run around in a pool so they've been in a pool in the pool a few times and it was hot in uh early september but uh no they're good i mean they're they're pretty easy captain's a lot easier than bucky bucky's got some energy but yeah they're uh you know they're there for her more than uh, more than me when i'm gone but uh but it's been a good fit you know they're 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 entertaining I think anybody that loves dogs obviously knows 
that uh, when you have them around, it's a little bit less kind of like having a kid, right? You just leave, leave the leave the good and the bad at the rink and just come home and, and hang out with them. I want to talk about the season so far. Dallas is a, on top of the Central Division, which has been surprising to some people. But what seems to be clicking right now for the Stars? I think just I think we're just having fun. I mean, that's kind of been almost like a not a cliche, but just something that over the last few years, I think a lot of guys have kind of made the comments of just like you know, who knew like hockey could be this fun kind of thing throughout the room and there wasn't much of a change in the locker room from uh, guy to guy, you know, you added in Marchment, um, Colin Miller and I'm trying to think of who else we added that wasn't here last year. Uh, Delandry was up full time. Wyatt Johnson came in. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's the same lineup. So, I mean, you guys got a lot of, we have a lot of connections and, and, you know, inside jokes and things like that, that have kind of made it easy and the new systems kind of fit into the guys playing well and, obviously getting off to a hot start and, and winning obviously you know pays dividends in that but um i think just you know i think kind of what you just said like it kind of we, people weren't sure what we were looking at paper you go oh they could be a good team they could be a bad team but once we get on the ice and kind of how the lines meshed and you know we played throughout the game it kind of it all kind of just keeps rolling you can roll four lines and i think having a team where you're you know not reliant on just the the top guys to do a job they get you know the, the three other lines have done you know, a tremendous job so far, and it just makes everyone else's life a little bit easier. You, you look at your your goaltending partner in Jake Ottinger. He's 23 years old. He really came to the forefront last year's playoffs where he was outstanding in, in his playoffs um, last season. Comes in as the presumptive number one. What's that relationship been like for you? You're 30 years old. You've been around the league. You've played in a lot of places. Do you feel like you're, you help? You know, you help him through the pro ranks and, and you've been in a like almost like an advisor. What's that relationship like between you and Jake? I don't know how to put like a quote unquote title onto it, but I think just for him and I, I think, you know, on like a personal level, we, we get along. And when I came in last year, I kind of said a few times that like, I'm not even here to take your job. Like I was, I just want my own. I haven't really had my own. It's been a you know, a fight for my life kind of thing. I've been trying to keep my head above water and, and continue to do well in the league. I've had, you know, great spurts and kind of just contracts I've, I've lost to and things like that. So when I came in, um, you know, like, like any of us, he just wanted to be in the net every night. And I think almost the situation last year where I came in and played, I think, seven games down the stretch of maybe 12 or 13. I forget what the number was, but he almost kind of realized in a sense too, at a young age, like I'm just going to burn myself out and I can't continue to, to play at a high level if I'm going every night and you know it's it's a it's a grinding schedule and I think almost just the way it kind of fit in at the end of the year how it was like okay we need to work with each other and help each other out it almost just kind of paved a, a nice kind of you know cement or road work for us it built that kind of building block and then throughout the summer you know we were ta- talking back and forth we were both going through contract talks and stuff and with Jeff Reese we all you know had a good little three-man circle there and coming to this year he's obviously started on an elite level and unfortunate that he's uh he's out for a little bit here but i think it's just kind of you know talking to him the other day he's just like dude watching you from up top but he even came up to me today he's like he made a couple saves look that easy he's like man you're gonna make it that look that easy like you know challenge us a little bit so it's just you know he's got a great head on his shoulder he, we, i think he kind of sees that he can be an elite goaltender i mean you don't want to be cocky either but he's also you know proving right now that uh you know he's going to be a stud for a long time and I think just kind of on a day-to-day basis, you know, I love to work and you know, we play a little bit of a different style with the size of him, but uh, it's fun just to kind of bounce things off each other and watch each other go to work and think to just, you know, if he can continue to do what he does and, you know, I can pull my my weight, we'll, uh, we'll have a great time to 
great time and a good spot for this team to kind of make playoffs and make a run. You mentioned that he's out right now with that injury, so you might have to carry a little bit of the load for a bit here. You've got your first win, um, which is great. What would you say is the state of your game right now? I think just uh, you know building off some confidence to the last win. I think uh, the Toronto game I started with, I had a great showing and unfortunate overtime loss. And then uh, I think between the Ottawa and the two period, two well period and a half in the Rangers, I'd played you know six of eight great periods. And you know Ottawa, I held on for a long time and couple shots beat me and you know it's a case of the game and sometimes you gotta let those go and then going into a tough spot with the pull or not pull but the uh, injury in the ranger game um you know trying to hold on to a team there in the third and it's a team game at the end of the day i think we all know that but um you know as a as a goaltender you obviously feel a little bit more of the burden in certain situations and um you know it's it's early i think i was a little bit tougher on myself than i needed to be through eight periods and uh Oh, you know, oh two and one record, but uh, you know, obviously building off some confidence of the guys, you know, last last game and playing and winning, it's just uh, you know, kind of gets that monkey off your back to get the first one and just kind of settle down the the outside thoughts and just kind of continue to roll. So last season when you were here, there was a lot of I don't want to say the word drama, but surrounding your mask, it took forever to get you know your new mask design, and now you have another new mask, obviously for the stars. So what can you tell us about the details uh, in your new mask design for Dallas? Yeah, that's always a fun one. I actually got to make up another one now because my backup currently is Arizona's taped over from last year. And then the Arizona backup was the Jersey one taped over. from. <laughs> so it's a continuing circle here. I got to get two for uh, for Dallas. But uh, no, I actually um, you know sat down and obviously put the Marvel theme to work that I'm a, a big fan of. And I, uh, I added in uh, Captain America's um, Silver Star and his three stripes from the Winter Soldier movie. I just switched out the star for the uh, the Dallas Stars logo. Um, and then obviously green character with the Hulk, I added him on one side and then, uh, I got Bucky, obviously winter soldier as one of my dogs too. So you got captain and Bucky on there and I took the winter soldier's arm and just changed the, uh, the red star for a green one just cause I could. And then, uh, kind of tied it all in with Dave Art there over there in Sweden does a great job. And they got the captain Bucky shield on the back, family initials, um, Canadian flags, kind of some of the, the staples that most guys have, but uh, it's not as easy as you think I was playing with like stranger things ideas for another mask here in Dallas and like the red fog to green. But then I look and uh, Cam Talbot had done a stranger thing mask a little bit different than what I'd want to do. But I'm like, is that kind of annoying to step on other guys toes? And, and then Ninja Turtle mask, they're green guys. I think I went on like pop culture, like green characters. And I was looking at Shrek and it was everything you could. Oh, wow. <laughs> there could be some good ones though. Like Shrek, when he's like, stay out of my swamp, you just put stay out of me crease. I think that would be. Yeah. Cool. I like it. It's um, great stuff. I, I hadn't even thought about the possibility of like goalies worrying that they're stealing from each other in terms of mask art. Like after a while, you like you run out of material. Well, well, that's why you're a little bit envious. Like Marty and Eddie, uh, Eddie Belfour, they just had the same one on a different team yeah. and they never had to think about it. Just change it to blue or change it to exactly. whatever color works. So it's just kind of, you know, I think Marty would like add his dogs in or whatever his kids faces and stuff, but it was the same design for um, pretty much his whole career. Scott, how, how important was it for you to play those games with the Coyotes last season in in building your resume toward this point? And do you think it helped lead to this contract? Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, that waiver wire claim was another lifeline per se for me. Um, you know, in Jersey the year before, I had a good year, didn't get a, a contract note from them. They brought in Bernier and Blackwood wasn't healthy to start the year. And then Bernier got hurt. So it was kind of like, you know, the writing was on the wall there with the two contracts and then, you know, veteran and then the guy that they were obviously putting a lot of faith in in Blackwood. And when they both got healthy, 
and then another injury came up though you know we're not going to put you on waivers for a little bit then that night we got two injuries and i'm on waivers and kind of sitting there and like okay well if i go down i'll hit all seven upstate new york teams and <laughs> had everyone but utica for uh, my minor career there but um, yeah obviously kaidu showed up and it's an opportunity to come in and play and i played well and i i honestly you know relish in the chance of every night i had to show up for the team to have a good chance at winning and be a big part of it and uh, you know kind of relished in that role a little bit it was uh it was fun for me i think you know obviously some nights are a little bit tougher than others but uh we had kind of a an underdog story the whole year but uh, when i played well and obviously the games i played against dallas were pretty much what they said to me when they got me like you know we couldn't beat you so why not get you and they you know they opened a door and you know obviously those games and a lot of what the players and you know the yotes uniform for a couple of years have been doing is playing to show what they have and the team's been building and getting picks and trying to build a team in the future so it's um it's pretty much you know exactly what happened i played well and opened up some eyes around the league and you know earned a, a spot on another team and then earned myself a contract when i got to to dallas i know you thought that you might be resigning here your agent thought so um are you in a better situation here look everybody knows what's happening with the coyotes right now with the rebuild is this is this just a better situation for you in dallas right now um i mean obviously you know you could what if anything um i think you know with the stability i got i think that was one thing it was only going to be probably a year deal there and um and then it was kind of you know what happens next year if you start off hot or you trade it again by the time you know november comes and that was one thing i didn't really want to deal with again uh, i think that was kind of more of the issue but i wanted to play and at that time it was the only uh you know only card on the table was to to resign and or wait for free agency before the trade came but uh but i mean i honestly really love my time there i still talk to a lot of the staff and everyone and i mean i've been there you know through it twice in 17 and then uh, obviously last year with the oats and you know they've kind of saved me from the american league twice and gave me a chance to play so you know it's always a, a good spot and you know we obviously enjoyed our time there but i think coming here and you know with the team we got and the group i'm, I'm a part of everything's fit um i'm sure there's situations i, I could relish in anywhere throughout the league but um but yeah, no, playing here and, and with this group right now, it, it feels like home. Everything's kind of fit. Like I said at the start of the uh, the call here, there's um, there's been some good people that we've met and found a good spot to live and stuff like that. And it's all kind of just fell into a nice little uh, full circle, come full circle for me. And you know, we, we do feel at home. So it's been it's been a really good fit. You look at what you did here, and you you you're the answer to a trivia question. You stopped two 11 game losing streaks to start a season for a same franchise several years apart. It's absolutely astounding to me. I'm waiting for that X that. factor, and yeah, it's cool. unbelievable. Like, you can't <laughs> literally can't write that story, but you but you said it, and and how important Arizona was to you to jumpstart get your career jumpstart, and how important you've been to this franchise and digging them all out of the doldrums, not just once, but twice. Um, my question, I know you mentioned you, t- you talked to the staff. When you're part of a team, that's your family, and you, you guys are so close, but then you go to another family and another team. Do you still keep in touch with the players? Is that How does that relationship go, when, especially when you come back into town? Do you, do you reach out to some of the guys, and do you, do you connect, or do you do, and skate around tomorrow and at the warm-ups? Do you, you know? give a tap on the shin pads to somebody or how does that work? Yeah, I think, um, you know, on a personal level, I find that I'm almost kind of like a guy that doesn't really like text first per se. And like, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I've talked to Brett will call her friends once a week and have an hour long phone call. And I don't know if that's just girl world, but it's, it's not a thing that I've ever really done with my buddies, you know, catch up on like a FaceTime every once in a while on a big event. But, um, like I was really close with, uh, O'Brien last year and would message with him and stuff. When a few guys got contracts, you'd send out like congrats and things like that. And, um, you know, Mayo and, and his wife were close with mine and, you know, the, the family aspect, you know, everyone's always friends and that'll never change. I think it's almost like when you're around each other, you talk, but if I'm in Michigan throughout the summer and, you know, mo- these guys are living in Arizona outside of a text for, you know, an important reason, it's kind of, uh, not random, but it's just kind of like, you don't need to until I see you again kind of thing. But yeah, coming into town tomorrow, obviously if they're pre wherever pregame skate is at the rink and stuff, I'll go out to the bench and say hi to people and coaches and, um, you know, I was talking with, uh, Mitch Stewart, the strength coach throughout the summer with a little bit of, uh, program stuff and things that we worked on during the year that I liked and just kind of asked them, you know, what, what's this, what's that, what, you know, what do we do at this point? I liked the way I felt there. And then obviously, uh, Carl Bombardier with the nutrition side, he was a big help last year and, um, you know, Stan Wilson and the entire equipment staff and, and people you see, like, I'm actually like yeah. excited to come back tomorrow because it's, you know, you feel like that was your family for so long and get a chance to talk to them all again and you know as quick as it is it's it's a nice little reunion but um but yeah i think it's one of those things where you know we have a team dinner tonight but it'd be one of those things where you know you shoot a a few guys a text and and go out to dinner whenever teams come in like i do that with nadelkovich with the red wings you know he was in my wedding party and stuff and whenever they're into whatever team i'm playing for they're we're going out to dinner and when i get into detroit if uh, i'm not stopping by the house i'm usually going out with him and stuff and seeing some friends so it's kind of i think it's pretty standard for a lot of guys throughout the year you got friends on other teams and They'll link up and then together, but it's not much of a, a texting combo until you're kind of in route to see them kind of thing. Well, we already know that we're not getting the veggie wedgie matchup. Uh, Connor Ingram's going to play tomorrow, so much to the dismay of the fan base. <laughs> Are we going to get the other half? Are you going to play? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, they haven't been uh, full up confronted with it, but I, I, I'd assume I'd be going. So no wedgie veggie. No, you know the fan base. Be. The fan base is going to be clamoring for that. Like everybody's so <laughs> disappointed. Yeah, it's funny. I got the Robert Robertson here always kind of jokes on the wed- the wedgie here and throws a V in it. I'm like, you wouldn't survive in Arizona with that. You know, you would, would never. No one would know who you're talking to. <laughs> oh my goodness, Scott. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you just had a travel day. It's a tough, it's it's a tiring day anyway. You played last night, so really appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. No worries. Good to talk to you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, YG. Thank you. Thanks right, so thanks, much. Guys. We'll talk to you. Thank you so much again to Scott Wedgwood for joining us today on a travel day for him, but really great to catch up with him. He was one of our early guests on our show last year. It was I remember it was last November, um, and he, you know, better internet situation for him at a different hotel than last season so you know maybe maybe the the new arena location can benefit all of us <laughs> seriously right pd has said this a lot like location 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 it's gonna matter i think a lot of i think a lot of players and a lot of teams are going to discover that playing in tempe is a good thing yeah we, we, one of the first things what you said is it, it's a five minute five minute ride from the airport. And, and, and he said that in most cities you're in the bus for 30 to 40 minutes and going from Tempe to Glendale when these teams land, sometimes right around rush hour, that could be an hour ride. Now you land and you're five minutes and you're in a hotel and you go, Whoa, and not only am I in my hotel, I'm in downtown Tempe or some teams are staying in resorts closer to Scottsdale. And you go, wait, I'm in Scottsdale. 
Like I'm in downtown. Oh boy. Yeah. Put a, put a 20 year old hockey player in down. Oh, 21, 21, drink responsibly, drink responsible, put a 21 year old professional athlete in the middle of old town. See how that works out. So mm-hmm. as this continues to go on, I think people might, the only complaining we're hearing about the mullet is people that don't actually play there or go to games there or live here because everybody else has been like, eh, yeah, it's cold. We don't like warming, you know, getting, putting our skates on, on top of the community rink, but you know what? It's okay. And I think that's been the resounding comments we're hearing and wait, just wait till they're here for three or four days. And a lot of teams do come to Arizona for three or four days and they're going to stay in a resort and they're going to get great weather and they're going to be close to the airport and they're going to be by all these amenities. Just wait. The the mullet conversation is going to change in a hurry about, Oh, this ain't that bad. I I agree with you, PD. Um, And we've seen the home ice advantage already. Obviously, the Coyotes so far at Mullet are one, one, and one, um, but it's been close competitive games. They've covered the puck line every single night. Um, so if you want to bet on the Coyotes to cover the puck line again, maybe even win tomorrow night against the Stars, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you're not on DraftKings, new customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. And then if you win some money on DraftKings, and you win it yourself a nice chunk of coin, you can head on over to More Furniture's Fall Sale if you're looking to redecorate your house, your office, or you know, gift someone some furniture. Right now, you can receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend at More Furniture. So that's more, M-O-R, furniture.com. Well, let's look ahead to tomorrow night's matchup between the Coyotes and the Stars. They're divisional opponents. It's the first of a couple meetings this season, we talked about Scott Wedgwood already. We Scott, we spoke with him, but a few other factors to keep our eye on. Zach Cassian was not in the lineup last night against the Panthers. Is there any update on Zach Cassian, and will he be available tomorrow night? We don't know yet. He's still listed as day to day with a lower body. So I, I think you know, and, and I haven't checked the transactions actually recently. I'll be be watching that very closely because they're obviously down a forward now with Nick Schmaltz also out. I think. Tucson was in Calgary last night, were they? So not a great situation at this point. I'm not sure what the plan is right now, but obviously you can fly a player home if you have to. So we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe Zach Cassian will be ready to go. Yep. And even if he isn't great, they've dressed 7D last game. And for yeah. one more game, they got to win with it with the 7th D. Um, so don't be surprised if that's the route they go for the first game and then ship somebody from the West Coast to the East Coast where they're How heading. Nice and mail on wing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? I'm sure, sure he would as long as he's playing. Yeah. 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 Exciting to see him uh, back in the lineup just for, you know, himself. Well, another question mark for tomorrow night. Uh, speaking of extra forwards, Dylan Gunther. It's his ninth game tomorrow night. So the ninth game of the nine games that players get before they use up the first year of that entry level contract. We've talked about it. Every single night, does he stay? Does he go? Tomorrow night is the uh, the penultimate night. We get to stop talking about it, right? <laughs> Maybe. God, how many times? Seriously, how many times have we had this discussion on this show? Like a dozen. At it least. started last summer. <laughs> yeah, really. it did. 
Yeah, we were talking about nonstop. The, the, the truth is, it, it's a tough decision one way or the other, but the kid has done everything, absolutely everything he can do to stay yeah. here. Six points in seven games, been a big part of the second power play unit. There's not much else you can ask of the kid. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree, especially with, you know, limited minutes. So we'll see. We'll see. Yep. I'm not gonna say we anymore. will see. We will we'll see. see. And I promise you, when we know, we'll talk about it then too. And then we'll be done with it. And he'll either we'll check in on him in the Canadian Hockey League or we'll follow him along on his journey as a coyote. But whatever happens, we will keep you updated. And that's what we're always here to do, especially on gophnx.com, because Craig has a ton of articles many, many, many times a week. And not just Craig's articles, there's Suns coverage, D-backs coverage, Cardinals, all of it. And you can access all of that. There go the street racers, by the way. There they go. Nice. Right on time. Right on time. Um, you can access all of it by becoming a member at gophnx.com, becoming a member gets you access to our members-only Discord. It also gets you first access to our events. And we have an event coming up this Friday, November 4th, for the first PHNX Suns takeover at the Ainsworth across the street from the Footprint Center. Enjoy a ticket to the game against the Trailblazers, plus two free beers and all-you-can-eat buffet giveaways and more. There are fewer than 20 tickets left, so act fast you can get your tickets in the description. There's a link in our description. Grab them. They're going fast. And it's only $75 for everything I just said. That's an unbelievable deal. And the Phoenix Suns are looking good right now. So if you, uh, there's not a Coyotes game Friday night. So no conflict there. I uh, highly recommend checking that out. I hope to get out to a Suns game this year. You guys? Off to a hot start. I mean, it's tough for uh, any of us, right? To get there's so many so often it's a conflict with a guy I know the other so. but it's fun to root for him it's a team yeah. that's winning and and they're you know and hopefully always been another run town. this year this has yeah, always been a son's town for now yep somebody's got to win <laughs> somebody's got to <laughs> steal the you know somebody's got to take the mantle from him right come on let's go Yotes let's go get that first championship <laughs> <laughs> my goodness I'll beat that drum why not uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we head out for the rest of the day. I think this is a really important game for the Coyotes tomorrow night before they hit that 14-game road trip. I think they need to – I don't say they need to win. They need to compete. They need to play yeah. well. They need to, like to they start the road trip. Exactly. They need to play well. If they just keep playing like they've been playing on this homestand, I'll be happy, and I think I speak for a lot of fans that um, will be happy. So. And I have one more thing to say. Okay. Can I? Because we sure. do Twitter. <laughs> like We do Twitter, right? We do Twitter. Yeah, we do Twitter. We do the Twitter. We do the Twitter. Craig and I did the Twitter today, and it was a one-minute power play that is now out and available on Twitter, and you can see it on the PHNX underscore Coyotes Twitter. You know how hard it is to frame two guys <laughs> in a vertical with shot? A vertical <laughs> shot? Yeah. Like, without invading each other's personal space. Yeah, like we're trying to stand well. in front of each other. I like I and be, hug you or something. Yeah, you like we, we faced this way. It was awkward. We were behind and in front. And I just watched it. And I, I don't know. Didy suggested that I hold his face in the first one, but I didn't think that would do it. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. Then, yeah. No, you go. No, and then I don't know if you've, if you've seen it yet, Leah, but when you look, I, we're I trying to frame it. it so you can see the ice den sign. And, of course, we're, we're so talented videographers. All you see is Divalicious between the two of us, which is the <laughs> – it's a it's a it's an outlet it's a female clothing store outlet right there at the ice stand and it just happens to be like framed with craig and i yep. reading a delicious spot and I, I craig I, I gotta say i'm not sure next time i'm gonna send it 
horizontal and just tell Leah to deal with it because just choose yeah. whichever person I want to focus on. We went on. shopping there after work too. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but there's no way to do that. Anyway, it was a lot of fun to practice today. Thanks, Craig. We got to work on oh our, our framing. God. Don't well, show last, the students that. Last week when I went to practice with Craig, he said, well, why don't we both do it? And I said, no, <laughs> one of us can do it. Yeah. The other well, now I get why. Yeah. <laughs> until we started to do it. You guys did great. It. I'm proud. PD, what if we, you like, you were on the screen yes. and then I popped up in front of you. <laughs> like the Brady Bunch like or something. Yeah. They, zoom, I see. You know, that's kind of, or we just lean in and they come in from the side and then the next guy leads in. I think that's, yep. Yeah, I'm on it. We're on it. For oh next. Right. Live and learn. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's, that's great stuff. Well, if you didn't see that video yet, it's up on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. It's also up on our YouTube channel, PHNX sports on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe there. So you never miss when we go live and all the supplemental content that is up there daily on youtube thank you all for getting us past the 4,000 follower mark on twitter we appreciate it keep sharing at phnx underscore coyotes you can follow each of us on twitter at leah merrill at s peters hockey and at craig s morgan we'll be back tomorrow night for the post game show after the coyotes dallas stars game thank you again to scott wedgwood for his time today it was really great catching up with him and uh We'll see him, I guess, again tomorrow. And until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everyone.